you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Needs a hero in the mountain time zone. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a country filled with heroes in bunkers. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, what is up, boys? Yo, we actually have some football to talk about. There we go. Yeah, bro. Greg with a little bounce in his step, I can tell right now. He's pumped up. Oh, you knew no it was doubt. coming. No <laughs> doubt. I mean, um, um, who's, who's honked more about Cam Newton on this podcast than me? Belie- believing that this man was destined for a greater career than, than really he's had when you, when you break it down. Now it's time. Hmm. All right, we're going to get into it, of course. Everyone knows the big news that came about this weekend. Cam Newton signs a one-year deal with the New England Patriots, the throne of sleaze thriving, and this is, so everybody knows, I mean, you know, Greg, obviously, Ricky, maybe a bounce in her step. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but you know what, Mark? You could have a bounce in your step, too, because this is our last show uh, before our little mini summer vacation. Don't get angry at us listeners, but we were taking off the rest of the week after today's show. And uh, we're going to celebrate 4th of July with the family and just get a little bit of a breather. And we'll be back next Monday. But uh, this will be your last show, first and only show of the week. Mark, I know you fought this behind the scenes. You kept on coming back to Greg <laughs> and I. And you're saying, no, no, more content, more football talk <laughs> in June during a global pandemic. Give us Give us what we want. Give us what the listeners need. But we had to beat you back on that one. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, you know, it, I think it's uh, to my nature that I push to um, maybe go five shows this week and get back to that um, mode that we were in when Cam Newton um, was, you know, jettisoned from the Panthers. Doesn't feel mm. that long ago, but that's a full three months ago at this Doesn't... point. So we have buzzed through this offseason at high speeds. Um, Our daily shows feel so long ago to me. When did do. those end? I honestly don't oh remember. God. Was it May? Well, we were counting them at one point. <laughs> uh, no, it ended after the th- uh, third day of the draft. Okay. So, yeah, mm. so about May, basically. We did it for a month and a half. That feels like uh, another lifetime ago. Yeah, it does not feel like yesterday to me. This has been the <laughs> longest year of my life, and I know uh, I'm not alone on that front. Uh, anyway, so, yes, we have a lot to get to. Uh, so, some news, but, of course, the big news is around Cam Newton, and we're going to have it just in a little bit. Uh the great Mike Garofolo is going to join us, one of the NFL Network insiders and a guy who is plugged in on these matters. Uh, but before we do that, makes sense to just kind of have a conversation about it uh, because, you know, we just did our last NFL Network show, and one of the segments we did uh, was kind of storylines that are going to be sticking in our heads a little bit when the NFL goes quiet uh, during – uh, the pre-training camp weeks. And the one I mentioned was the two quarterbacks that's, that are on everyone's minds. One, Colin Kaepernick. No other explanation needed there. I don't think why that's on people's minds. But the other one was Cam Newton. And just this idea that the former MVP, uh, one of the great stars of the last decade of the NFL, was going to hyp- potentially head into uh, July and maybe into August and who knows when without a job. Well, that ended officially on Sunday when Newton signed a one-year contract. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network said it was a bare minimum deal worth up to $7.5 million. So he does get a job and he didn't need to wait until um, he was able to get in front of a team for a workout. The Patriots essentially, Greg, take a chance on Newton, but not even that big a chance. It was uh, this is, it seems like a, a perfect fit for both Newton who not only goes somewhere, but has a chance to start and the Patriots who, whether anybody wanted to believe it or not, and most of us did not believe it had a major hole at quarterback. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not. I mean, his health Cam Newton is, is the ultimate X factor. And it's like, it's not just an asterisk. It's just sort of this thing hanging over this entire conversation along with, you know, will there be, 
a season. But if he is healthy and he's looked healthy in those workouts and his arm looked pretty good, you know, last year, I, I think everyone forgets, and you know, including me, I, I sort of blocked those games out. He did play, you know, in the preseason a bit. He got hurt against the Patriots and that that's where it all started. Uh, but his arm looked good in camp. And the arm is is one concern, and the foot injury that knocked him out. That Liz Frank, you know that that, that harlot. I mean, yeah, not a good lady. Evil she scorpion just, woman. You know, he that's the reason he's out. And I have heard, and I've tried to ask people about this. And there's some talk like, look, if he got hurt again, th- is that going to be it for Cam Newton? There's that sort of talk about him, and that's why no other team offered him a contract. There is a report that he literally had no other offers, and I've seen a lot out there. It's like, wow, he only got Marcus Mariota money, and it's like, no, he got Jared Stidham money. I, we haven't seen the details, but the Patriots only had $1 million in cap space going into this weekend. And so that tells me maybe they'll move some things around, but very likely he's expected to be right around the minimum, as Ian Rappaport said. So he's making about $1 million. Brian Hoyer's making about $1 million, And Jarrett Stidham is making about 800000 or whatever that is. The three of them combined are going to cost about a third on the cap for the Patriots as Tom Brady will this year. <laughs> so that that's why it was such a no brainer for the Patriots. Like that's obvious, but I think it's also a no brainer for cam because I, I believe his main goal is to revive his career. And I really do think it's not me just being a Homer that it's hard to imagine him finding a better situation right now, not just a path to play, but a path to potentially succeed and kind of restart the second half of his career after two really disappointing years for him. Yeah. I think a a path to becoming um, a pretty uh, easy pick for comeback player of the year. If thing, if he's healthy and things went well and people are asking, you know, what kind of offense um, will new England run? Well, all that can be sorted out. I think it's a a awesome opportunity for Josh McDaniels to show uh, what he can do. Um, I, I agree with you, Greg. I'm first of all, this is what the Patriots do. No other team. Um, they say Cleveland made a call at one point about Cam Newton, but that didn't go very far. That no other mm. team here in late June uh, inquired on any level about Cam Newton, and the Patriots did. And if you get a healthy version of that player and what they can do on a team that, by the way, like everyone's talking about how bare bones the offense is, I, I just think no. that they'll that – I don't agree with that right now when you look at the roster – they are a team that, to me, is a playoff team. If Cam Newton, if you get the good version of Cam Newton, no questions asked. I think, I you know, when I heard the news, I was kind of ambivalent about it. I always, whenever anything happens regarding the Patriots or the Jets, I get a bunch of, like, tweets like, wow, Dan. <laughs> Anybody want to check on Dan, see how uh, he's still, doing? It's the endless blah, check blah, blah, on, blah. fill in the blank person. I know. It's like. Man, I'll, I'll t- and we're gonna have we're gonna do some winners and losers uh, of the Cam Newton, Newton signing after we talk to uh, Mikey G. But I, I think this was the other shoe that was eventually gonna drop. But we all expected it to, and maybe not a lot of teams were kicking the tires on Cam. Um, and I wonder why that is, and maybe that's a question we'll ask Mike. I do want to play Ricky. Do you have Steve Weish, our buddy? Um, was on NFL Network talking about the signing, and he and he had a, a nugget that was eyebrow raising to say the least about why some teams or most teams or all teams except for the Patriots, um, one reason why some teams were scared away. Let's listen to that. As I spoke to people from a handful of teams who said, not every team wants Cam's presence, whatever that means, whether it be the scarves over the head, the fact that he is a big persona in their locker room, whether the coaches couldn't handle it or maybe the youth or whatever, the culture of their locker room couldn't necessarily deal with that, especially Cam wasn't the starter. Well, as we know, the Patriots don't care about that. stuff. The Patriots don't care about that stuff. And also Cam Newton, and that's another part of this, Greg, and I know you wrote about this on NFL.com. Cam, if he's healthy, he's going to be the starter. So if you were a team, and and I don't buy into, uh, I buy into Weiss's report. What I don't buy into is this idea that he was going to be somebody that was dragging a team down because of his persona. But the reason the Patriots make so much sense is you don't have to worry about plugging him in as a number two and then that becoming a soap opera behind the scenes or in in the media. He's going to be the starter. Jared Stidham is not going to beat out a healthy Cam Newton. And Brian Hoyer might not even be on the team. Right. I, I don't think that's a question. It's about Cam Newton's health. But I do think it points to one reason why the Patriots sometimes have an edge over other teams. And they're, they're not the only ones. 
I, I really believe they're not worried about everything else having to do with Cam because he's not going to be the leader. Bill Belichick's the leader. Like, <laughs> like I know Tom Brady was the leader, but like there's only one of those guys still left. Like ultimately, that's his team and Cam Newton's going to be part of it. And there's no reason to think with Cam Newton's competitiveness and leadership that basically every one of his former teammates talk about that it's going to be a problem anyways. But ultimately, like the Patriots have shown time and again, Randy Moss is another example. Like they're not going to sweat that and they're not going to be tied. And I think this is where they're different than some teams this offseason to some plan that they feel like that's the way they have to win the game. Like that's the way they have to be this season. Like Denver, like we're all in on Drew Locke and that's the only way we can win. No, the Patriots, they just want to figure out a way to have the best team. And it and it might be with Jarrett Stidham starting games this year. Not that he's going to beat him out, but just because it doesn't work out with Cam. I mean, if they believed with all their heart in Cam, they wouldn't, they would have prevented him from signing with any other team if any other team had showed up over the last three months. But no one did. They just offered a minimum contract and figured, hey, it's worth a shot. Yes, they're going to, I anticipate, expect that Cam is going to be their starter if he's right, but they're, they're not locked into it. They're going to have plans for if J- Jared Stidham is the starter too, because how could you not? They are always willing to adapt. And I thought this year they're going to try to win with defense and their running game and their offensive line, I think looks really good, at least has a chance to be one of the better Patriots offensive lines that they've had. And that's how they're going to win. And I do get a feeling like McDaniels, maybe this is a little bit off your point, but he's, you know, there was rumors he wanted Lamar and there, you know, he's watching all these other teams like beat their defense and give them problems with the athletic guys. And I, and you do get, I do wonder if McDaniels has been looking at that the last few years and getting a little itchy. You know, getting, wanting to get that Tim Tebow playbook out from 2010 and say, hey, I was doing some things with, with quarterbacks that really weren't like the greatest passers of the world a long time ago. Give me Cam Newton, then we can fly. Well, weirdly enough, a lot of the Tim Tebow stuff came under John Fox, but uh, I, I hear you on that. Right, but, but I mean, no, McDaniels was, was um, you know, calling the play, you know, calling the plays for him, right? But he was dispatched as head coach at that point. But I, but I, I think that your point is he drafted Tim Tebow and right. knew that he'd have to deal with him in a different way. And he, Cam Newton is that you could say why didn't twenty eight other teams go and look into Cam Newton? This is the perfect fit for him with where we are right now with this team. I mean, and I don't think it's a we simply lost faith in Jared Stidham. It's just like find out more about Jared Stidham. But to me, it just advertises that any concept of Bill Belichick. Wanting to win with nothing at quarterback, you know, and, and our friend Chris Wesley made this point, um, you know, demonstrably a few times too, that, that, that the other shoe had not dropped. And ultimately, Bill Belichick is not taking a season off. Um, I think his, his latter legacy, later years with the Patriots, matters incredibly to him. And this is a team now that if you get a good version of Cam, could be 12 and four without skipping a beat hmm. and maybe outperform Tom Brady. That's asking a lot. I, why is it so yeah. asking a lot for them to be 12? You know what? If this Newton's is why healthy. it's asking a lot. This is why it's asking a lot. Because you're really going out on a limb to make that assumption that Cam Newton's healthy. And that, this is how the, the NFL world reacts. This is a, a, a marquee NFL team that is in a post-Tom Brady world. So they're so fascinating. Cam Newton is one of the great superstars of the last 10 years. So when they come together, there's this temptation just to be like, yep, all right. He's going to be the Cam Newton everybody remembers. The Patriots are going to go 15 and 1 as Mark predicted on Twitter yesterday. But the reality of the situation, there's so much there's so much unknown right now. And that's part of the reason I'm ambivalent as a, a Jets fan or as a fan of a team in the AFC East that's not the Patriots is that before I get all, you know, pumped up and all downtrodden about the Patriots going on another long run, we got to see how this guy looks because he looked very good in the beginning of the 2018 season. And then he jacked up his shoulder and had a serious shoulder uh, surgery. And then when he came back the next season, his feet gave out and you cannot underplay. And 31 is not old uh, as a quarterback, which is what he is now in 2020. But when you talk about a shoulder injury and you talk about lower body injuries and the physical Mm -hmm. way he played the game, everyone's like uh, Dan Orlovsky is a guy we all respect a ton was talking about how, um, what he can bring Cam Newton to this offense is even though they don't have explosive players, his ability to run the football evens things out for an offense that doesn't have a lot of big time playmakers. 
we don't know if he's that guy anymore. So until we see him that way, that will judge how panicked I am and the rest of the AFC should be. I just think we're not there yet. No, that's that's fair. I said if he's healthy, if you if you got Cam Newton playing 16 games, the idea that the Patriots would be 12 and four, I'd be disappointed if they were eight and eight. If you get but him, he, healthy for he, 16 could, games. he could play, but is he still the same player? I mean, right. It, I, there is there's a there is a in between there as well. Healthy there is, but there's also the, uh, the, the, the same guy. The idea that everyone's overrating him. I, I, don't, I just am thinking if you get the good version of Cam, t- 31 other teams decided he wasn't worth it. So I don't think he's being overrated. He signed a bare bones contract. I think the Patriots have a good chance to come out of this. Us thinking, oh, wow, they've done it again in the middle of December. I I I just don't think that's a crazy reality. One other really interesting part of this, uh, because everyone's going to look at all the rosters that could have had Cam Newton as their backup slash future quarterback. (laughs) They could have looked at it. But the problem is, is that Cam and this is through no fault of his own, but he's almost too big a star. And I get why teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are a perfect example. Everybody's like, how? And Sheck is having a, a meltdown. How was Cam Newton not brought in to be Ben Roethlisberger's backup and his future, the future of the franchise? Because Ben Roethlisberger can't have Cam Newton in the room. You, I mean, and maybe he can, but I totally get why teams would be like, this guy is too big. He's an MVP. He's larger than life. He's going to bring in a ton of – it's going to be a media circus if we install him as the backup. And I think that played as big a role as people just saying, like, ah, I don't think he could play anymore. I think playing scared, much though. That's making that. decisions scared. That's making right. I get like, that. decisions. And I think for Pittsburgh, actually, I would disagree with Shaq. Ben is, Roethlisberger is such a unique situation, a, a Hall of Famer, who, frankly, if you know if he's healthy, is better than Cam or – you know, certainly in the same ballpark, I would put that to the side. It's more the teams with the young ones where the coaching staff or the young guy, they felt like couldn't handle it, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. There is a real question, even as someone who's believed that cam could be a hall of fame player. And, you know, he hasn't been to this point, like, cause he is a transformative guy. I've never seen a player like him. there is no, there's never been a player like him. He, he looks like a defensive end. He is, he was the greatest short yardage runner in the NFL for the last decade. That includes every running back. He was the biggest difference maker in the red zone, inside the 10-yard line of any player. Adrian Peterson, whatever it is, Cam made a bigger difference. And if you're not getting 80% of that, and I think that's what you're getting to, Dan, of like, is he going to be the same guy with, you know, at post-foot injury, uh, then it is different. Now, I think he can still be good, and even 80% of Cam would be really interesting. And I think there's a, a real strong argument to make that he had a pretty bogus coaching staff for most of his career. I never believed in Mike Shula. He, he, you know, he <laughs> hit aces for one season, but it fell apart right after. It wasn't that impressive before. And uh, I don't think they really knew what to do, and they didn't really know how to surround him. Whereas with the Patriots... The, the receivers aren't great, but, you know, he's had worse groups. But the running game, I think, could be solid. The offensive line's good. And more importantly, the, the coaching game is good. But it is it is not unfair to point out Newton played 2016-2017. And I went back and looked, you know, at my notes and QB index and stuff. And, like, he, he struggled those years. And a lot of bad things happened around him. It was the coaching, the injuries around him. But he was kind of a mid-level quarterback. He, he, was, he has not been a top... 10 quarterback other than that first half of 2018 where he did look pretty good you know for a while for five years and so he's an x-factor he's always been an x-factor but I also don't think he's gonna have to be that cam you know what I mean like if the defense is good and the running game's good and Belichick kind of can hide weaknesses and play to strengths it's like you can win games just like I thought they could win games with Jared Stidham I you know I thought they were kind of co-favorites maybe like 1b uh, you can win games in different kind of ways. Right. I, I would trust Jarrett Stidham in New England 10 times more than I would trust Jarrett Stidham in Jacksonville or somewhere right. else. And I feel that the issues that you had with Cam Newton's surrounding elements in Carolina, wipe it off the board. I mean, you're literally, he, he's going with the best play caller in the entire league and the best head coach. Ooh. So, I, well, I, Kyle I don't Shanahan's think that's like, what about me, bro? I'm a Kyle's your boy. You just put Kyle time. in the hall last week. I think Josh has got to be, I, you know, I'd wanted more information to First rank them, basis. but I, I think that you'd have to say Josh McDaniels has proven as much as any human being can prove for that spot to argue for that spot. And I love the idea of him being paired with Cam. I think you guys are almost, I'm surprised 
that you're almost a little de- more down on the move no, than, than no, I am. I'm so excited. No, I, I'm trying to hear it from Dan's. I'm trying to admit that Dan's perspective makes sense, that there is so much unknown. As a fan of Cam, like I love, of course, and as a fan of the Patriots, of course I love it because I think the ceiling is outrageous for a guy who's available at this time. I mean, it's just unprecedented. Uh, even, even 90% of the ceiling is outstanding. I mean, it, it really is like picking up Randy Moss for a fourth or fifth round pick. He doesn't have to play like Randy Moss for this, the move to make all the sense in the world. You know right. what I mean? Like it, it, the upside Ricky. is outrageous. I have a sneaking suspicion. The Patriots are going to come out looking good in this move. That's just my <laughs> intuition. Uh, perhaps <laughs> I'll be wrong. Could. They could. Uh, Ricky, what if I told you that you're going to get 75% of Cam Newton uh, in 2020, you still take that over Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer? I think you have to. I mean, I have my reservations about him in general, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a little while. But I think at the end of the at the end of the day, I like, I know what you're talking about. yeah, it's just it's Cam Newton, and like, what, Greg, you don't like the font on his social media. It's like okay, yeah, that's, we'll that's why I don't like it. Please, um, <laughs> no, I I think. You know, I I am kind you of. Excited? You I was excited. excited. Yes, I okay. think it's it's a good move it and it's a Patriots smart move. A little juice. It, it gives exactly a little does. juice that they were lacking for sure. Definitely, absolutely. So I feel good. All right, you're over the Tom Brady thing now, and you're moving forward as a fan. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not over the Tom Brady thing, but you know <laughs> that did that did soothe the sting a little bit. So. Okay. Nice. I'd ask you this. Right. Cam Newton is, has beaten the Patriots twice in two appearances. How many times has Tom Brady felled New England? Mm. Zero. So advantage Cam right out of the gate. Plus, what are the odds that, you know, it's Mark's like right. you, went, you went from Favre to Rogers, you know, Favre to Rogers and there's a couple of MVPs. What are the odds that you go from Tom Brady to uh, a quarterback that's better looking? Who would have thought that happens? I'm just yeah. saying. It, I mean, to each his there. own. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's an opinion, yeah. but um, that's a, that is an opinion. Take by you, Greg, you can but. you can yeah, make that's... the argument. You can make you can certainly make that argument. There that's is no doubt that Cam Newton is a hot man, uh, but is he hotter than Tom Brady? I don't know. That's that's up for everyone's debate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, this, that feels like a good time to get to Mike Garofolo. We'll <laughs> yes. ask him that as well. Let's welcome Mike on right now. Let's welcome him in. He is the hardest working man at NFL Network, or at least in the top seven. Mike Garofolo joins us. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. Just ranking my, okay. Does that include behind the scenes? Siciliano's in there. I mean, you got to give it to Rappaport, even though you don't want to. Pelicero's in there. Weish. Well, what about the Oof. Weish. Um... You guys, do you guys count as one or, or would I have I to? I mean, you could, you could add half. all our work together and count that as one body of yeah. work. Yeah. But right, also, well. Mike Garofolo is also the, he's doing the Pat Summerall thing now mm-hmm. where he's both host and analyst at once, which puts him in kind of rarefied air. So it's great to uh, have you here. Right? Yeah. Out. Listen, the, the, the more you can do, um, you know, it, it makes him harder. It makes it harder for them to, to to get rid of you if you got you know your hands in and everything. Um, so mm. it's but All but right. it's been so fun. Mike, it's been I noticed fun. you didn't put like James Palmer on your list. Lazy. You guys, <laughs> you guys stop. James Palmer. <laughs> Did anybody joking, work harder down the stretch last year, James? Palmer? I wouldn't. I wouldn't James use Palmer. an example if it were. I've, I've been trying the less you can do method, and it's um <laughs> the results are there. I can promise you. <laughs> I, I love right, you, James right. Palmer. I know you're watching. Let's get into it, Mike Garofolo, because you are as plugged in as anybody. When this news goes down on Sunday, uh, was that something that was bubbling? And we haven't even gotten to the uh, Patriots caught in another scandal and get punished for it. Uh, yeah. Storyline to this, 16 minutes apart, the two news stories. Uh, <laughs> but was this Cam Newton to the Patriots thing, something floating around behind the scenes, or did it kind of drop out of nowhere? I mean, it was always kind of there, um, but the timing of it was, uh, I would say, one that not a lot of folks would have expected right around now. But, um, you know, it, it, a lot of this stuff is happening now that the virtual offseason is over because it's kind of been an awkward thing for a lot of people not realizing whether or not we're going to have the OTAs and mini camps. And now that we're clear through that, it's like, OK, everybody knows. You know, either we're reporting the training camp on time or this thing's going to continue to get kicked down the, the, the road a little bit. But uh, now you at least had your clear direction about whether we we're having a spring or not. So 
Um, that's where it was for Cam Newton, whose other option, only other option, and this I, I'd been mentioning, would have been to wait to see if a quarterback got injured and then be the uh, the Sam Bradford for the Vikings, a la uh, uh, via signing, not via trade, but but First same type of deal. Trade, don't forget. Uh, but that that would have been the situation where you know it would have been a little bit desperate. Uh, or a team would have been desperate, and now all of a sudden maybe you get the number that you wanted to get. So it was either sign now for the Patriots, pretty much walk in the starter as long as you're healthy, um, or you know go the other route and, and, and sit there and wait, and maybe somebody gets hurt uh, at some point. Do you have any info on like what you think you might see in terms of the contract? Because it, 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 there hasn't really been details out there. I know Ian said up to 7.5, but I'm, I'm just curious because they – you know part of the reason – I, you know, I didn't expect him was it was going to take him being a minimum salary player for the Patriots to get him unless yeah. they made some crazy move like trade Joe Tooney because they, you know, supposedly they only had about a million dollars in cap space entering this weekend. Yeah. And that's where the the, the guarantee is going to be right around there. Um, <laughs> and everything else on top of that is going to be starts, uh, you know, performance wins. Uh, we have to see the breakdown. I haven't quite seen it yet in, in part because. A lot of times these things don't get filed and sent in until they're officially signed. And we're not there with Cam. He's still got to take the physical. Um, and, and that was my question, really, was how did the Patriots make this move not knowing what to expect um, from the physical standpoint? And my understanding is, you know, they've gotten a read on it from afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have to take their close look. And until that happens, they won't be announcing anything. But uh, they are confident that they've got themselves the, the Cam Newton from 2018. Okay, because because and I've been saying this on the air today. I don't know that we're ever going to see 2015 Cam ever again. Uh, But if you see 2018 Cam, this is a team that feels like now they could put themselves back in the championship conversation uh, because he was playing. And that's obviously early 2018 before the wheels came off. It certainly sounds like Belichick's, uh, you know, interviews with various people around the league like Norv Turner had an influence on this, too, on Cam Newton, the person, Cam Newton, the game preparer, the whole A to Z. But, you know, Greg, you mentioned the the, the cap room here. Um, are there other dominoes to fall, Mike, where, like, you know, you brought in Cam, um, they, they maybe still want to add some pieces. Are Have you heard anything about the Patriots uh, making other moves mm. that might draw headlines in the next couple weeks? Not to this point, because um, some, you know, listen, the, the, I, the, bigger, the two big ones would be guys that have already been there, which is Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. And from what I gather, there are uh, other teams involved right now that would make, uh, at least for Antonio Brown, if they're confident in the off the field stuff, uh, would probably make it more worth his while monetarily. So um, I, I would mm. be surprised at this point if that winds up being the case. But um, there, listen, there, there'll be um, that's via the free agent market. There'll be opportunities to make trades for guys as it goes along, and Belichick has never been shy about doing that. So wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, if that might be an option for them. But we've got to get back to work. I mean, like, right. there's so much stuff yeah. that's on hold until we get back to work. Let's dig in, though, on what you just said about Antonio Brown, just because I'm curious. What what you think that there's teams out there that are going to pay Antonio Brown decent money if he gets back into the league? Yeah, I do. Because I wow. know that they're going to have to um, – because this is a guy that's still – and and listen, the so you think he's going to be back? Basically, let's let's so. just do a hypothetical. Let's say the NFL suspends him eight games. You you think this guy? You think he's getting back into the NFL? I don't know that they're going to suspend him eight games because and mm. I know you're just throwing out a number. I get or him, four, I, whatever. Know. Right, but the the tone in what Roger Goodell was saying about Antonio Brown when asked about him at the Super Bowl, I keep going back to that. It was not a, a punitive tone. Mm. It was a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was all about really helping Antonio Brown as the person if he's willing to help himself, basically. Rehabilitation. Um, yeah, rehabilitation, I guess, is the word. I, I, don't, I don't love using that word because, you know, it's tied to other things that Alden Smith was dealing with. And if you notice in the letter to Alden Smith, um, when he was reinstated, it was all about how the program can work for him um, and how he's shown that he wants to stay committed to it and how he could be an example for other guys. Um, that was something that they communicated to him. So now it's all about, excuse me, it's less about this uh, program, this drug program and this other uh, uh, um, programs uh, as 
a penalty for players and more about something that can help them be better players and better people. Mm. I, I mean, I know it sounds corny. I'm just, I, I just, the tone, what I remember hearing that answer and saying, whoa, that was not <laughs> what I really expected. And it was more of a forgiving tone to Roger Goodell. And, and the other thing too is these allegations against Antonio Brown, they have to be proven. You, you need a little bit more of he said, she said uh, in, in these cases. Richard Sherman had uh, very strong words about the Cam Newton deal. He called it, quote, disgusting, which is obviously very strong language. Um, is that is that something are you surprised as someone that's been covering this league for so long, how this has played out with Newton? And of course, as long as you've been covering the league, you never had COVID-19 uh, to deal. With. So maybe this is just one of those timing situations but there's also the questions of this contract and i guess we're going to get more details as they go along but did cam get anything else out of this like maybe protection from uh being franchised if he ends up having a big season what have you heard anything about the contract and your thoughts about richard sherman's comments now the patriots have agreed to that before so if he did get that that wouldn't surprise me we'll see uh once everything comes in but um it's it's I, I understand what Richard is saying, um, and I agree to I agree with it to a certain extent. Um, but I would say that the reason that teams didn't make this because because early on, let, let's go back early on in free agency, Cam Newton had a certain number in his head for what he was going to get. The problem is you need um, what what ballpark do you think? That I mean, was? it was it, I'm sure it was in the 20s. I mean, that's okay. what you know everybody knows top starter money right now is in the 30s the low 30s so i would say it would be in the 20s and you look at some of the guys making money in the 20s i'm sure he's sitting there saying i'm way better than these guys um so i don't blame him for 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 wanting that now it all comes down to situation and circumstance too because uh even nick Foles, that's the one that people have kind of been holding up against saying okay well why didn't the bears bring in cam newton instead of nick Foles? Nick Foles had to rework his contract, okay? He had a, a big number left in the deal, and they had to work it uh, a way to spread it out so that it's it's not a huge number over the next three years. Um, and the other thing is they still have a guy in Chicago that they want to win the starting job. Make no mistake, the, the Bears would love Mitch Trubisky to win that job to continue as a quarterback because that's a guy that they've invested – so much in and they want to be right in the end they want to be right about Mitch Trubisky whereas in this case with New England uh, it it was an opportunity that presented itself because they really didn't rush to go out and trade for Andy Dalton or sign Dalton once he became free or or plug somebody in they 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 took their uh uh the more patient approach now I did ask this I said how how quickly did this thing come together with the Patriots and I'm told that it came together really quickly Hmm. Asterisk on that. Nobody knows how long Belichick himself was kind of monitoring this by himself. So all along we've been talking about, yeah, they seem like they're kind of, we can't rule it out, you know, they, but, but they're not making a strong push for Cam Newton. It's because Belichick was kind of monitoring it the whole time and probably waiting to the point where uh, Newton said, you know what? I'll take this deal because you know what? I can come in and I can play for the best coach in the league and reestablish myself, show everybody I'm healthy. And now I can hit a big number next offseason. I mean, there was a note out there from Adam Schefter that the Browns don't, had don't, don't use those words here. I mean, if, if Ian was on the show right now, he would just blast you into space. But even with Mike, it, it can be. Touchy. Well, a, 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 another newsman out there um, offered <laughs> this up that the Browns had looked into um, Cam Newton, which the timing, you know, it needs to be unpacked, would have happened uh-huh. after they signed Case Keenum. If you go by the time when the Panthers said goodbye to Cam Newton, which I find to be an interesting wrinkle. Now, I was, I was also told at some point by Andrew Berry, because uh, I was asking about something and I had a conversation with him at some point. And he said, uh, you don't like we're I'm in on everything. And he worked with Howie Roseman, who is in on everything. You ever notice how many times the Eagles are linked to a player? Yep. It's because they're yep. in on everything because uh, you just never know what you're going to come up with if you investigate. So I, I believe it was more. Uh, along those lines, and Barry being new on the job there. This is the problem. There's like tw- there's Joe like Douglas 20 other teams that could have. Tree, but the, Joe the, Douglas the, is from the Eagles tree. That's why he picked up the phone when the Cowboys called. Come on, Jamal Adams. That's what smart teams do. Don't I, do I think 
Jordan. I think they, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been that it might have been smart for the Jets to be in on Cam Newton. That's the type of team where I, yeah. I mean it, where it's like you're being a little afraid of making a good move. I mean, no, not, no one would even consider it. No one would even plan. You have a plan you want to work. You're Chicago. Right. You want this plan that is not working according to our eyesight. It must work, and so you don't go out and get the better quarterback. I think that's why two thirds of the league are not competitive with New England. And, and now, I think it's important. Yeah, I just you, want to say to to yeah. Greg's point, the Jets love Sam Darnold. Greg, you don't you don't seem to like him so much. No, they I love like him, him though. I my, so my you have point, to understand that. My point is having right, but they they have to at least and maybe they don't, but they have to live in a world where there's other you know options. A Darnold can get hurt, but B like it. What do we do if we're six games into the season and it's going terribly? Like have other routes to maybe possibly just be open to, right. you know, open to like, would he come in for 2 million? But no, I can get why Joe Douglas would not be confident in Adam Gase to handle that situation. So that, I, I mean, that's sort of, that's what I mean. You have to play afraid when you're not confident in your own building. I, I would, I would just go back to what Richard Sherman was upset about and what other folks might be saying about, well, how did the Patriots let this happen? Could you imagine? I mean, go, go back. Let, you know, let's stick with the Jets. Let's stick with the Jets. Go back to Tim Tebow coming in behind Mark Sanchez. If you don't think that was a net negative effect on Sanchez, sure. who really circus. the circus exactly? Well, and yep. and uh, what was the line? One t- one time, Sanchez let his guard down. It was like on a Friday, and it it got <laughs> a little bit of attention. He said, um, "Oh, selling seats." Somebody asked him about Tebow, and he's like. Selling seats, man, like basically saying it was it was a promotional thing. And, and, and you could see the frustration on his face when he said that. And it was just a little peek into, of course, he didn't want this sideshow sure. there with him. Now, but they I, both I, weren't I, that great at playing quarterback. And that would have been true no matter what. And so you I, just I, need to find a quarterback that that is good at playing quarterback and have have options and not not be afraid. Maybe it didn't make sense for, for this Jets team in particular but i just mean in general like why be afraid of winning different types of ways having other plans if your a plan is not working and listen uh, uh, belichick is not afraid in ways that other coaches are afraid right so right and and they could still i mean this is a low guarantee contract theoretically jared stidham could still beat out cam newton cam newton for this starting job but as i described it on the air earlier my belief, based on the conversations that I have had uh, since this thing went down, is it's Cam versus Cam. I mean, if, right. if, if Cam comes in and is healthy and shows that he can play good football again, it's it's Cam in a runaway. There's no question about that. Despite the fact that now you're going to have to tweak your offense, okay, and you're going to have to do it in a year where you didn't have a spring, and you're going to have maybe a – not maybe. You're definitely going to have some kind of abbreviated training camp and maybe uh, – two to no preseason games. So th- this is a team that's not afraid to do that because they've done it for 20 years. Now, granted, they did it with Brady at quarterback, but the point is they trusted the guys around Brady to be able to make those adjustments, n- and not only year to year, week to week, and mm-hmm. quarter to quarter, drive to drive, be able to, to make these adjustments. If something's not working, scrap the game plan, and let's go back to some of the stuff that maybe we haven't done since training camp. That's why the timing, Mike. I think, is is cr- crucial because they now have this month to – to get that offense ready. And of yeah. course they're going to be planning like an offense and, and to Richard Sorman's initial point. I think we've talked about this. He, Kim's had a lot of bad luck. I think in his career, he certainly has with the injuries the last couple of years, this off season was bad luck to be any quarterback looking for a job. I mean, Andy Dalton getting, if you had told me at the beginning of the offseason Andy Dalton was going to sign for two or 3 million, I would have been shocked by that. Now Cam, I think is another level, but if you look back four or five off seasons ago, there's a lot of off seasons where Sam Bradford coming off an injury is the bell of the ball at quarterback, and there's seven teams looking. Or Kevin Cobb's the bell of the ball, and teams are going to give up picks for him. Brock Osweiler's going to get them with like three teams going after. Whereas this year, there was only like there was almost no teams looking for quarterbacks, and there actually were decent players available. I Gotta, think it was all combined yeah. to to hurt Cam. Got to mention Mike Lennon there too. Can, Mike can, Lennon, can, that's actually the best example. <laughs> I, I blew it. Mike, what are you doing? Um, Fourth of July in Jersey in a very strange year. Before we say goodbye, uh, well, we're going to be down the shore, but I'm trying to think. I, I, we're going to have a. I'll keep it to the the bare minimum facts. We are going to have a baby reveal, um, which I'm Ooh. sorry. Congratulations! I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry I didn't allow you guys to break that one again. 
Um, that was, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. The first time around when you guys had I that. I thought school. that was our corner. Yeah, right. forgot about that. I gotta, wow. I gotta spread it out. I got a lot of mouse to feed. So we are gonna do a, a baby uh, reveal over the weekend. We're just trying to figure out where and and how. Is there gonna and, be like uh, a like a like a gun involved? You know, where like screamers come out of the gun, not a real gun, but like people <laughs> get pretty crazy with this stuff now. Uh, we're working on it. We're working on okay. it. Did we lose? Did we lose Dan? What's happening? He is. He is returning. Are you? You're Mostly not one of the people. Program, Mike. Just roll with the punches here, Mike. Okay. You're not one of the people. You know, this is happening on both coastlines. Um, that have just been setting off fireworks every night since like May eighth. Are you? Is that something that I could pin on you, or is that not not accurate? No, <laughs> no, no. That's not. Okay. I'm just trying funny. to figure out who's doing it. You guys are fine. So Listen, kind of, we've had kind of guilty with this. We, we've had. <laughs> we've, we've, <laughs> we've had. A, I got a couple of things rattling around my head right now. That's fine. And neither one of them do I actually want to say. So I'm okay. just going to plead the fifth on this one and text you offline. How about that? Okay. There you go. <laughs> Mike Garofolo, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations uh, on another child. Hey, by the way, the reveal goes well. I, I, we, we, thank you. Thank you very much. But we, we I, I like to preach accountability. I got to fall on my sword. Now, I've been itching to get back on here with you guys because I think I left you the last time with Greg asking me. We were in Indianapolis and he said, is Philip Rivers going to wind up the quarterback of the Colts? And I got too cute because I knew that they had already had talks <laughs> with the Jaguars about Nick Foles. So I said to you, I don't think so. I think it might be another veteran quarterback, and I didn't lead on about who it might be. And they did. In the end, it was Rivers, Falls, Rivers, Falls, and they decided let's just go with Rivers and not give up any draft pick compensation. Uh, but that's been eating at me because it was right there. All I had to do was say yes. Nobody would remember, but I, I bet you more people remember that I said no. So none of us, none of us would have remembered what your first answer was. But that is why you're a pro. <laughs> that's why you've gotten to where you are. Is things like that keep you up at night? Thank you for clearing that up, Mike, and uh, enjoy the time with the family, and we love having you with us. All right, boys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Happy 4th. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. See ya. There he goes, Mike Garofolo. Gender reveal. I just missed that. I I think that really got big. I mean, did you? Right after. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean everyone has to. Or, or did, will I can guarantee? Did Wesley Lakeisha do it? Emma would never do that. She just would not be into it. Yeah, they did it on our show. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, it happened. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. Remember, yeah. they poured the wine and it was blue. I don't. I you like, know, Lakeisha was very organized on the pregnancy front. I don't think you were getting through that process without a gender reveal, and that was a big no, tenfold like moment. Gender reveals were invented for Lakeisha Jackson Wessling to have a child, <laughs> basically. Um, all right. Let us uh, get to some winners and losers. We'll wrap up this Cam Newton conversation with some winners and losers. I'll start the, I'll start it out. Uh, maybe we'll share uh, one or two each. A winner. The Bill Belichick is playing chess while the world is playing checkers mob. I mean, everybody was, wow, the Pats have done it again. Well, it's kind of like – that's the same thing with the Patriots drafting Tom Brady with a 199th overall pick. Sometimes it's just things work out in your favor. And the, and the, and I don't think the Patriots, if the Patriots were smart, they would have, they would have gotten this guy a long time ago and not risked waiting all this time because they really would have been a very good chance. Let's face it. Unless you really think Jared Stidham is going to develop into a player. There was a real chance the Pats are going to be caught with their pants down this season. They wouldn't uh, have gotten him for $1 million, which is well, all they had. I mean, well, if you're saying that, like, if this is a quarterback position, the most important position on the field, if they really knew, thought they needed Cam Newton, wouldn't they have found a way they to didn't. make it happen? They didn't think they needed Cam Newton. I think to me, that's that's my takeaway. A lot with Patriots, and that's why, like, I I'm making the case for the Broncos. Just the point isn't that you need Cam Newton. The point is, let's just try to get better. Um, oh, see, that's so, needed, no, you're way off on that. They, if they thought so they needed Cam that, Newton, right. you're right. He would have. They were ready to go into the season with Stidham. They still, they still would be because they were prepared, obviously, for any team if they had wanted to to sign Cam Newton at any point. But at this point, it's like you stop looking, you know, you stop ignoring value at the at the behest of like whatever they were planning. It's such a it's such a different situation, though. I mean, to say that the Patriots situation and you can compare the Patriots and the Jets, you can't because the Patriots had a clear need at starting quarterback uh, and the and the Jets. And I think Mike was getting to that point as well. If if their guy is Sam Darnold 
and they bring in a, a, a star like Cam sure. Newton in there, that creates not just, it yeah, different. it makes the roster better, but at what cost? And that that's why I think the Patriots, it was a slam dunk move for them because it makes them better and it doesn't have any of that negative stuff that would have come with it you signed with the Jets or the Steelers or whoever else. But uh, the only thing, I mean, your your initial point was that everyone suggesting that Belichick plays chess while everyone else is learning how to play checkers still, but he is. And he has been for a long. I mean, are you actually saying that that's not what Bill Belichick? No, I'm saying is? I'm saying this was a no brainer for the Patriots. They should have done. But they this showed no panic though. I don't think they had. I do think that there's something to what Greg is saying about the fact that like it wasn't like there was a stress um, and a and a element of panic to adding Cam Newton to the roster. I think they waited until the price was right. Um, they're a cap strapped team. And no other team acted, so it became more and more of a reality. I don't think it was a master plan to do that either, but the timing now fits. And I think three months ago, people did not know where we were with Cam Newton's health, even more than today. He, there was information I, gathering, I too. We, I don't know how much more we know now than we did three months ago about how Well, we've is. seen him working. There's, I, you know, and what was, Bill, Bill Belichick knows more than the media does if he's talking to people around Cam Newton, but yeah, my, I, I my, don't know. I just think it's a little it's dunderheaded to have the viewpoint that only Bill Belichick saw that Cam Newton could make his team better when there were a lot of different factors that came into play that allowed this to play out this way. But that's just mine. How about who's got another one? Well, I would give you a loser. And it's similar to what you're talking about a little bit, Dan, that we're we're about a month away, probably from a devastating quarterback injury to occur. And I think that a lot of the league and, you know, we it'd be great to find out where people were on Cam Newton, how close any teams really got to signing him. But it seemed to be uh, that Cam Newton got slotted into the someone just going to sign him, make him their starter when, you know, quarterback A goes down because all these teams didn't want to deal with Cam Newton, the backup, creating all the business we've talked about, the drama. I mean, that kind of planning is now out the window because I, I really actually completely agree with Greg's take that Cam Newton being added to the right kind of team just makes that quarterback room look so much better. And all these teams with iffy situations avoided it. And now he is gone. He's gone to the team that he is going to thrive with most. So I, all these other teams, the past, I think are going to be a talking point all season long. Mm. And I'd start with the Panthers because I like Matt rule a ton, but I think that there was an element of, mm. if you really want a fresh start in Carolina, does it make sense to start over with like the Patriots? Matt rule is the leader of that team, not Cam Newton. And the split, which was very messy happened very quickly. Mm, it was tough. Uh, it would have been tough there, but, but I, I also think he would fit into that Matt rule system. I'll, I'll throw some winners. How about a, uh, NFL fans uh, who are you know seeing the Patriots in primetime four or five times because that was a bit of a risk here, and so yeah, if you if I you have, have Cam there. in primetime, um, that's a lot more exciting. How about a winner, uh, Jewel Julian Edelman? Um, oh yeah, I don't know necessarily like hey he's going to get more balls with with Cam Newton or or not, but I, I do think the the Patriots are seeing. And this is where I'm being a homer. I, I I don't think the receivers are as disastrous as kind of uh, it's been painted. Now, if Mo Sanu looks like he did last year when he played through a high ankle sprain the second he got there, that could be part of it. And if Nikhil Harry is a total bust, which feels like it's on the table because it was a disconcerting uh, first year out of a first-round pick, like I get it. But Edelman, Sanu, Harry, a couple rookie tight ends. I I don't know. I've seen seen worse wide receiver groups, and and I do think Edelman fits pretty well with, Cam Newton, who throws well up the seams. I would take issue with the primetime thing a little bit because I think that there was, uh, there would have been an, an audience, a, na- a national audience gripped by the idea of Jared Stidham sure. being rolled out there. And we want to watch it burn, right? So if they're just going to be a playoff <laughs> team with Cam Newton, but okay, it's just fascinating, but, isn't it? Even if you're a relatively, yeah. and I think a lot of Cam Newton fans who hate the Patriots, there's a lot of people who just like watching Cam Newton play football, including me, who aren't Patriots fans. They're just kind of like, all right, this will be fun. You know, let's watch this. If we got a Stidham, Hoyer, poo-poo platter and neither guy could play, uh, that that kind of um, enjoyment of watching the Patriots fall flat would probably wear off by the time they were two and five. Uh, and they had five playoff, they had five primetime games scheduled right now. A lot of I don't think it's in your house. 
I think you would, you would enjoy that wire to wire. I don't think you'd be bored. of the <laughs> I probably would, but I'm seven saying, weeks yeah, I would. I would probably enjoy it all season long. But also, I feel like every AFC team feels that way too after the last few years. I mean, they, their early schedule too is tough. I mean, their their toughest games, you know, with the Chiefs, and some of them are all early in the season. A, a big winner is the uh, the shamelessness meter for the Patriots. It busted past the ten meter, and it's all the way up to twelve now. It's just it bursted with. It burst with the announcement 16 minutes apart, ladies and gentlemen, 16 minutes apart. The announcement of the Cam Newton Newton signing 16 minutes before the Adam Schefter report that the Patriots were fined one point one million dollars and will lose their 2021 third round pick for filming the Bengals sideline in connection to one of their team produced shows playing the game. That is I mean, it is. Listen, I, I'm That's not even mad. That's I, yeah. Public relations <laughs> masterwork is what it is. <laughs> I'm not even mad, but this organization, they just they, <laughs> and you got to You got to give it, give it to them. And I will say just like because somebody's got to say it. It's just the latest in what's been a, a major part of this, what this legacy is for this organization. I'm sorry. You could have the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback and all the rings. But this is now, uh, by my count, the fourth major scandal connected to this team and then a myriad of smaller ones, but you had a uh, spy gate, no seven. You had the AFC championship game deflate gate in 14. This videotape scandal is not nearly at that same level, but again, they got busted for it and it's a su- substantial fine and a draft pick that has a lot of value in Patriot land. I'm not even going to get into walkthrough gate in 2002 before the first Super Bowl, but it's part of their story and it, it should not be ignored. I know that everyone acts like this latest thing was, I think there's a fair amount of exhaustion when the, when you hear a news story about the Patriots, you doing something with a video camera anywhere, you're just like, all right. Uh, but I mean, to me, if the league decided that the penalty for what they um, for the wrong was a third round pick and one million dollars, what do they what are they claiming behind this, behind closed doors happened here? Is it not similar suspect suspicious behavior that looks like other Patriots taping issues? Because if it is, shouldn't the penalty have been right. wholly different than this? I don't understand what they – here's the investigation. We've come up with the idea that they've done this and it's only worth a third-round pick and, you know, like eight pennies out of Robert Kraft's pocket. I, I need to know more. I, I think part of it, that at least in the reasoning that you heard, you know, back when they were investigating it, is that they're going to get punished extra for any infraction because they're a repeat offender essentially in doing this. So maybe if it was a team that had never done it before, it would have been, I don't know. Are they saying this this is nothing or this is more of the same? I saw the third round pick and I, as a, I'm, I was surprised. I'm surprised more isn't being made of it. And in the cam news is certainly a reason. Is there certainly a reason why? Because the third round pick is significant. You know, um, this was kind of brushed off pretty quickly. And if you look into what was happening, you know, no one has a, a hard take of like what it really meant. But a third round pick is a big loss. No one's giving away third round picks just for fun. I mean, that's that's like that's a, those are and, very and, valuable picks. And anyone who's followed the NFL that has a pulse knows that part of the reason the Patriots have stayed great all these years is because they make the most of those mid round picks many times. Uh, yeah, the just for the record, the Spygate scandal. Belichick got fan, uh, fined half a million. The Patriots got fined. Two two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they lost their first round pick in the two thousand eight draft. Deflate Gate, it was a million dollars for the team, and they gave up their first and fourth round picks in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, respectively. And now this year, it is, I guess, the highest fine they faced. And maybe it's just the pattern. Maybe it's basic inflation or just the pattern of escalating behavior. But one point one million and the forfeiture of the third round pick. Ricky, this is the team you root for. Maybe I mean, people are mad you, because sleep? immediately afterwards they they fell apart and their offense was terrible. So maybe it was that was bad juju. How do you sleep though, Ricky? I'm wondering. I've wondered that. No, it's it's upsetting. It's it's not a good look for sure. R- Ricky, do you want to? I know you had an, another thought on Cam Newton. Might as well share it now. Something that's giving you pause here. I just I just feel like the way that he you know reacted to that. Um, female reporter saying it's funny how to hear a female talk about routes to me is is it's bugged me since the day it happened 
and to stand behind someone where especially if you're coming to play for a for a New England team where that fan base you say all you want but like we give everything to our team like it's such a homer place and like for me it's like you expect half of just females in general in the Boston area to stand behind you and be like, Oh, cool. Like this is, I, I don't know. It just, it's really wanna, me the wrong you way. You want to play it for people that may have forgotten what camp sure. a couple years ago. I know you take a, a lot of pride in seeing your receivers play. Well, Devin Funches has seemed to really embrace the physicality of his routes and, and making, getting those extra yards. Does that give you a little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of truck sticking people out there? It's funny to hear female talk about routes like it's funny but uh, yeah not not cam's finest moment but you can't yeah, i mean come on it maybe you just had a maybe you had a bad day you you're gonna give him a pass on that or is is that it for him yeah i mean i'm not it's not all of a sudden like oh cancel culture is so stupid blah 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 but it's like if you're on a podium where you know like you're blatantly have that much disrespect to embarrass someone who asked a very legitimate great question um, it's not, that's not him, you know, locker room talk. And he said that like, he was on a stage with cameras everywhere and he literally decided to do that. So to me, it's, it's, of course, you know, he, it could have just been a, a bad day, but I, it's not cool. No, it's, it was, if I can, I'm trying to think, but like, I've, I've almost never had a problem with stuff cams done off the field. And that was a low, that was like a low moment for him. That was a, a very low moment for him. I mean, but the fan base is going to be into him if he plays well and not if he does. I mean, Tom Brady once, you know, was trying to sell that water could help you with concussions and stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, people, people can say some crazy stuff. I'm more interested in it's like the Patriots haven't had a black quarterback in my lifetime that was like a, a starter, which is interesting. You know, to me, it's different and it's, it's definitely different in that region. And I think it'll be exciting. And, and a quarterback who's, you know his personality. He's, he's got a big personality, and win, winning is gonna is gonna make that all go fine. And if they're not winning and he's playing, then then it'll be you know fascinating to watch. That's a big part of it. Is what will his personality be in New England? Will it be tempered at all? Because you're, you're, I don't think the free Rowan Davy, by the way. Sorry, sorry. Right. I don't think that, I don't. The freewheeling press conferences are probably in the past. Um, uh, to your pleasure, Erica, too. I wonder about that. I had that on my losers list. Um, Cam's fledgling new hieroglyphics language. Um, I wonder if this is a one-year contract and Cam is a guy whose who's career and the way he's played, he plays with a lot of passion. He's a very colorful guy. Um, he is this, almost exactly the, the opposite of what the quote-unquote Patriots way player should be. Like and I know they've brought in big personalities in the past, uh, but also we've we've heard from prominent players before that that went to New England and said I didn't like it there. It, there is also a scenario where Cam plays well and decides maybe this place isn't for me, and I'm going to take this leverage of getting my career back on track, and I'm going to go sign elsewhere. So sure. there's there's uh, there, there is a bit of assumption here that not only was this a perfect signing for the Pats, but he's going to be healthy and be a star and he's going to be their quarterback for another seven years. I don't so think much any has to play out. That, oh, yeah. I think it's a, you, you wouldn't look past this season, but it is a perfect sp- springboard potentially for Cam Newton. No, I think that's a good point that even if he plays well, Dan, that he might not be the long-term quarterback because he's going to have options and he's not going to um, necessarily be that cheap. The, the thing I would say in terms of the Patriot way though, is like they've had a million colorful characters and Mike talked about him, talking to North Turner and stuff. It's like if they want guys that are ultra competitive and like love football to their core. And I don't think anyone's ever questioned that with Cam Newton. And it's different. It's different when your quarterback is, is out there and is a little different, but it's like, I don't think anyone's, you know, they shouldn't have questioned that with Cam Newton. And I think that's why they feel like it's a good fit while we're talking quarterbacks. So should have felt, should have fallen on that ball in Super Bowl 50, but yeah, otherwise <laughs> I, I, agree. Were, questionable I do. You were saying uh, I, I lose her here. Um, you know, those of us on Stidham corner here, um, step back, but uh, for me, I love Cam Newton far more than I've ever loved uh, being on Stidham corner. And I do think to your point about Cam Newton, that it might be, um, you know, a one year thing. It's like a there's a there's a decent chance you'll see Stidham this year, anyways, and possibly for a lot of the year. I mean, we just don't know. Um, with Cam Newton's health, 
And then, and then B, like he's a second year, fourth round pick. It, it's very possible that he's in the mix, like at, at a later date. There's just not much reason to believe, as Mike said, as anything logical would said, that when we're reading these quarterback battles in August, and we will, it's like there will be no reason to think that a healthy Cam Newton is not their starter. It's like, how is Jared Stidham going to be a better player than Cam Newton right now? Come on. But all the reporting also talks about how they, to your point, they've not given up on Jared Stidham. And I think it's actually just a better situation to find out who Jared Stidham is um, and another year to develop. He's not a first round guy. I don't right. think you, you didn't draft him to think he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady. I have one more loser and Greg, you uh, alluded to it, that the Bills, AFC East favorite status. I actually saw a twi- tweet right before the show started. I don't know if it's a Vegas wide, desert wide thing, but the Patriots are now slight favorites in the AFC East after the Cam Newton signing, which maybe is the best thing that could happen to the Bills, who now probably don't have to worry about falling into that trap of expectations being so high. It's not easy to be the favorite, especially if you don't have any experience with it. Um, and now the Patriots, I think there will be a lot of people, especially if Cam looks good, uh, if and when there's a training camp. Uh, the Bills get to kind of go back to that, you know, we're hunting for the division title rather than people. And it was wrong to do it in the first place, but you kind of were getting the feeling that people were handing in that title. So, um, yes, the favorite status is over, but that might actually be a good thing for the Bills. I think it is a good thing. Also, there is definitely a like a hipster movement um, afoot also where it's like, I don't really care what New England did. Buffalo's still running away with this division, head and tails. Yeah. Nothing Colleen, Colleen likes that. Colleen, Colleen likes the Bills. It is, it's at least it makes it makes the AFC more, you know, interesting. Just like at, at quarterback, it's so much more um interesting than it was a few years ago. I, I'm not down on Darnold because he throw he's the guy, the type of guy I usually fall for, that he makes three throws every play, every game that like almost no one could make to me. He's just a total wild card where the ceiling is so high and the floor, you know, might be fairly low still. And then you have Tua and then you have Josh Allen who makes people crazy. But to me, in a best case scenario, he's a poor man's Cam Newton. And then you actually have Cam Newton. Right. That's nice. Hey, and I, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't forget about our favorite. Yeah, please. That's fair. We got Fitz magic in the mix. Yeah. The Patriots. I don't need to see the Patriots win another division for the rest of my life, but I do as a football fan, I kind of am into the Cam Newton in the division thing. It's kind of, it's a fun storyline. The Patriots were, they were shaping up as a brutally boring team. And now there's some juice in the building. All right. All right. Anybody <laughs> got another one or you want to do want to uh, move on here? Let's move on. All right. Before we say goodbye, because, again, we are going away for a week. Uh, so why don't we do a little 8 o'clock uh, lightning, uh, Ricky, just to uh, – 8 o'clock delight, excuse me, uh, just to hit any other news, and then we'll say goodbye. Mark Davis is unhappy with the decision to sell ads, not seats to fans in his fancy new stadium. Greg. Ooh, I mean – this is just the beginning. If Mark Davis is coming after the league because he thinks like society should be more open, you might see some political back and forth among the owners. Might be interesting. You like that? A little Raiders sizzle there. Matt Rule says to everybody, and maybe me, Teddy will go deep more in 2020. 6.2. Why not? You got Robbie Anderson. And Matt Rule knows Robbie Anderson well. I think that I think it, it, this is a, bit, a little bit has to do with Rule when he came on our show too and had to answer Teddy yeah. questions. Everywhere he goes, it's Teddy questions and typically questions doubting Teddy. So he's telling you, "Stick it, we're going to throw the ball." And we'll see how for it works. Those, Teddy Bridgewater's averaged six point two intended air yards per attempt last season. In other news, Ezekiel Elliott still hasn't worked out two weeks after getting uh, the COVID nineteen virus. Greg, hmm, this is the whole thing with. Corona that I think people are underselling. What are the long-term impacts going to be for these players? For the 37 Clemson guys. It's outrageous. Also, the Hall of Fame game and ceremony were canceled. July 28th, still the target date for training camp. We'll see, Mark. We'll see. We'll see. All right. What are you guys going to do this week? Anything? I'm still in Texas, of course. Um, I'm going to enjoy it here at the lake. Kevin Danger hands us. My brother is coming into town, actually, and he's going to stay with us. 
in seclusion here at the lake house. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. How about that you should guys? have a similar Cam Newton in new England effect. He, he tends to spice <laughs> things up when he arrives. That's well put. I could see some controversial press conferences, hairstyles. I, it all is on the table for danger. Kevin danger hands us. And my brother-in-law Tanner, um, are still the only people in the history of the Super Bowl and the Super Bowls we've covered at the Around the NFL podcast, where we we go into the stadiums, uh, Ricky as well, and we on game day for the Super Bowl, we get there about three hours, four hours before kickoff, and we're in that building, what, three or four hours after uh, the Lombardi Trophy is handed over. Two so in the when, we, when we leave, we're sometimes um, close to the last people out of the Super Bowl stadium. And – to this to this day, only Kevin and Tanner were the only Super Bowl family guests that were still awake when we got back to the hotel at <laughs> three odd a.m. in the morning at TJ Fridays, hammering down drinks, talking to girls, getting in trouble. <laughs> I think they actually convinced um, TJ Fridays to stay open later because they're like, there is people, there are people coming back. This place is going to be rocking, and uh, you know, we closed the place very early in the morning. Anyway, your plans, guys, for this week and lady. My plan, I really have no plans. It's like uh, other weeks, but uh, but less podcasts. I do have an update, though. I don't know, Erica, if you wanted to share the poll that you put up uh, on your site. She want, you know, on her Twitter page, she said, who's better looking? Settle an argument. Greg says Cam. Right now, over 550 votes, Cam dominating 68% of the vote. Yeah, it's big. It's a big, hmm. uh, it's a big loss for me. I really, you know, hit the table that it was Tom Brady earlier, and... You know, maybe like Cam Newton, I can I can change. Well, I will. Let's just give Brady this. Uh, a lot of people are better looking at 31 than they are at 43. Well, plus trusting the American public in an open vote isn't always uh, proven to be like you're choosing the right guy. So, well, there's a lot of Although people are going to just vote against Brady because they can't stand Brady. But I think the Cam is a fair uh, challenger there. Sorry, I, I didn't have an answer for what's happening this week. I, I don't know if Mark. Yeah, it was hot. We are no go, we are going to um to Lake Arrowhead as a family for two Look two nights you. or so. Nice. That's a nice job Airbnb. Erica, nice. you got you got to be careful here. By there, by the way, Erica, you're a young lady, and I know what's been happening in LA since I've been gone. You guys can't stop partying, you millennials, and it's caused a spike in the Los Angeles County region. What are you doing here? Texas yeah. pointing fingers. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, I um, rented a house up in Joshua Tree National Park, so I'm gonna go up there for a little bit and get out of the city and see some stars. Very good. <laughs> I, I call no land home anymore, Mark. I don't, not Texas, not California, not New York. I just, I'm a wanderer at this stage of my life. And I think well, that's I, just the best way to do it at this point. I hope that got into the newspaper article that we've not heard anything else about. I'm waiting. But, We're waiting to find out. Ooh, let us know. <laughs> tease. That's a nice tease for, uh, for next week. Come back. <laughs> Come back to find out the, the stirring conclusion to the Gatesville Messenger. What a drama. Oh, no. All right. Good stuff. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, The Old Boss, Ricky Hollywood. Enjoy the fourth, everybody. See you next week. go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you